재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. We like to get the week started off by tapping into the Korean mindset and what people are buzzing about. We do that by listening to what Koreans are saying to each other in mainstream or in social media, and it's called Culture Pulse. We're always joined by Violet Kim here in the studio. Hey, Violet. Hi, Kurt. So, yeah, we've got three topics per usual. The first one, a controversial question. Can math be fun and should it be fun in school? Right. So middle school math class will never be the same again Mm -hmm. because of a new educational policy for a less rigid curriculum. It means that middle schools will be phasing in project style classes and the object is to increase the fun factor for kids and to introduce more debate style classes. Is that compatible with um, the Korean educational philosophy up to now? I mean, usually it's been memorize, memorize, memorize. Right. This is hard. Go I think home. this is an attempt to sort of buck that trend. Okay. It's part of a new policy called the Taiyuhakkije, free semester policy. Hmm. And for one semester, students don't have tests, but they can explore different career options and engage in more creative learning methods. And this is happening in middle school, which would be, you know, teenage kids, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So... Math, instead of learning formulas and just practicing questions, you have to work together as a team to answer questions like, is there, you know, a relationship between the hours studied and test scores? Mm. So it seems like a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's better than rote memorization, the kind of thing in the, in the past. Uh, I'm a bit skeptical about math, you know, being, they used to hand out this thing called math magazine at Mm -hmm. our school to try and make math fun. (laughs) Right. You know, it's like, Hey, you know, Tommy Uh and Johnny and Beth play in a rock band and they need gas for their van and all Uh this, you know, and then you did math problems. I mean, you're not, you're not disguising the fact that this is math. Right. Right. Um, But yeah. Okay. And I sometimes feel like those things make it more difficult Mm-hmm. To, like for people who aren't naturally good at math, such as myself, mm. I would just prefer that they taught me the math just teach instead you the of math. asking me complicated questions about Tom and Betty. Exactly. And, you know, don't, don't make it fun. Let's just, uh, you know, do what we have to do here and get it done. Uh, we've got a few comments from actual people on why, whether they think this is going to be a success or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's give that a listen in our social media elements. This reminds me of group projects at school, which demonstrate why communism failed. Ultimately, these types of experiments only make things tougher for the students who still have to do well on their exams. Please leave our kids alone. Even now, I pass the 24-hour fast food joint by our house and see middle school and high school students who work on their group projects late into the night. These types of classes aren't fun, nor do they help me learn. Comments are roundly critical, pretty yeah. much you can universally. Tell the last comment was definitely a kid. A kid, right? These aren't fun, or they help mm-hmm. me. She's speaking in the first uh, person. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends if this re- project is uh, the class group project is 
indexed to some kind of real-world thing. I right. suppose it could be fun, but otherwise it's just a, another thing to stress a distraction. out. Yeah. Something to distract you away from, because it's they're going to have to take the high, uh, college entrance examinations anyway. So now it's they're double the work to, in a way. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think they need to change something fundamentally. This is just like putting a Band-Aid on a... On a wound, a bigger yes. wound that needs stitches or something like yes. that. Okay, so up to you parents out there. Do you think uh, these math group projects are a good thing? Let's move on to uh, working women and working men. What kind of uh, real-life story do we have from that world? Right. I saw uh, quite a few stories about working women mm-hmm. and working men. Um, three, three stories, actually. And one is about the plight of working moms who they say they're disregarded by schools, by friends, and at work. And the word they used is wangta, which is the word in Korean used to mean to refer to that one kid who's picked on by everyone. Hmm. Wangta? Mm-hmm. So he's like the victim of bullying. Right. I right. see. And right. this is the parent that feels like the wangta. Right. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Right. So they have difficulties. These working moms have difficulties at the schools of their children because at parent-teacher meetings, it's really hard for them to adjust to the schedule. And parents' associations, like mm-hmm. parent-teacher associations, sort of lock them out, uh, exclude them from valuable information because these working moms can't really fully participate in community events or activities. So the working still kind of deprives the mom of being uh, a full-time mom in terms of her time Mm -hmm. and in terms of her perceived uh, status or perceived commitment by these other organizations like schools or friends. So she's kind of like, you know, trying to juggle too many things. Right, right. And none of it's quite working for her because of the assumptions of society. Yes, and it's stressful at work too. And even meeting her friends is stressful because she's thinking, she's feeling guilty about leaving her uh, kid at home alone with Mm. the father. I suppose Um, this is the the lamentation of working moms all over the world. But perhaps it's a little more intense here in Korea because there is this sort of legacy assumption that uh, a woman, you know, bows out of the workplace and that's her only thing is to raise kids. In the past, that has been the case. Right. In this economy... Very seldom is that right. the case. And it is changing, but I think certain aspects of the culture maybe haven't quite caught up to it yet, especially uh, the part where you have to fulfill certain social obligations. Uh-huh. It doesn't seem important. Like, why do you have to go to this lunch with mm-hmm. these ladies? Right. But it is, I think, according to what I read in the article, quite important yeah. because and- if they are socially excluded, then they, you know, lose valuable information. And there's no greater chill mm-hmm. in, in, in Korea, mm-hmm. I've been told, mm-hmm. than to be uh, ostracized from whatever social grouping you're in, like your lunch lady group right. or your your club that you're in right. or your group of parents. Right. If you are sort of uh, barred out of that, right. that's pretty cruel in, in Korea. It's a terrible feeling. Right, right. And I feel like even before you're barred out of it, there's a sort of pressure to participate in all of these group activities. So that's moms. Mm-hmm. Does the same dynamic apply to dads? Dads, everybody understands that dads work. Don't dads get a free pass in this right. society? That article was about moms. Interestingly enough, I saw another article about the plight of working dads who are bad at housework or home life. Ah. And the first story was more anecdotal. It was about actual working moms. And then the second story is about, it's based on a study led by a professor at Korea University. Okay. And it's about the difficulty of reconciling work and home life 
and how the level of depression and self-esteem, you know, corresponds to how difficult they find juggling work and home life. Hmm. And it's kind of obvious, I guess, that the harder you find juggling work and home, the mm-hmm. more depressed you get. Is that, but, is that obvious? I guess so. I mean, because you're being taxed. You're burning the candle on both ends. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, and readers compare this to the plight of working women who are expected to do all this of, effortlessly. I, I have very, relatively little sympathy. I mean, mm-hmm. because working moms have been doing this for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, suddenly men find they, they have to uh, do the same thing and, and they experience all of this depression. Mm-hmm. I guess at the end of the day, this is sage advice coming from the non-married guy here, um, you know, you, it has to be a negotiation between the, mm-hmm. the the wife and the husband. Who's right. doing what and how do we balance each other's burdens, that kind of way. That's exactly what the authors of the re- report propose, that men drop a, a traditional gender roles and participate more in the housework. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. I think that's good advice. And what about when both couples are working? Have, are the, is there any kind of write-up about that? Like- well, interestingly, there was a third story that... Uh, tied together the first and second. And it's a study of 16,000 couples, more than 16,000 couples by professors at Yonsei and Seoul National. And they just correlated the weekly working hours of the wives and depression levels of men Mm. and the hours of husbands and depression levels of women. And of course, there was a correlation (laughs) <laughs> I hope it's in the right direction. Right, like the right. more he works, the more depressed she yes, is. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. The less he works, right. the more depressed I am. He's around the house. and No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, yeah, uh, to the extent that uh, you can reduce the, the workload at the office and mm-hmm. uh, reduce each other's workload at home, it seems almost axiomatic. In that was the conclusion sense. in the report and in the comments. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, hit our third topic today. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- apparently military uh, sign-ups are increasing. Yes, but these are Korean youth joining the U.S. military. Oh, really? It's a bit of a sad story. Last year, 250 Koreans joined the military in the U.S., and this year, in the first half alone, 200 will join. Does that uh, satisfy the requirement to serve in the military for Koreans, like if uh, they go off and do two years? No, they'd be giving up the Korean citizenship, and Ah. they're doing it so that they can get a U.S. visa and live abroad. Okay, now help me understand this because I thought Koreans already have visa-free access to the United States. Do they not? Oh, but they want to be able to live. They want and long-term, work. right? And they want permanent visas. I see, oh, right. like green so, cards and all okay, that. not visas, but citizenship. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a little – is this a bit of a hell Joseon kind of thing going on? We've been talking about how people expatriate and just leave and some people have written is, books about it. Is I think this another- it is part of it. I mean the recent uh, parliamentary, parliamentary election results sort of hopefully will buck that trend. Yeah. But this is I think part of just hordes of young people leaving the country because it's just too tough to survive here. Well, how's it working out for them? They go and they join the U.S. military. Well, some of them are actually sent to fight, and they come back with um, depression. That happens once in a while right. when you join the military. You know? Right. But the comments were surprisingly encouraging. They said, you know, if I were you, I'd do the same thing. I feel so bad that life is so tough that you feel like you have to join the military. Mm. So hopefully this— I'd, I'd be interested to see over the longer term yeah, yeah. How, how it works out for these guys if somebody writes up what their experience was. All right, we're out of time, Violet. That's it for today's Culture Pulse. Thank you for coming in. Thanks, Kurt. And Koreascape returns right after this.